name is Alyssa. I'm obsessed with Regency drama. <laughs> and uh, we are here to talk about monsters, myths, and cryptids. So, Alyssa, you went first last week. I'm gonna pirate it to go first this week. I'm very excited. Cool with you. Let's let's go for it. Okay, so I have... Uh, it's more on the myth, kind of legend end of the scale for you today. Uh, called the, the Dullahan. I don't know Not, if you've ever... No, to the best of my knowledge, no. Um, I'm also okay. a fake, sometimes cryptid or myth fan, in which I know like the popular ones, but some of the obscure ones escape this me. This is but... a pretty popular one, you probably just don't know it by name. Also, um, just for the people listening, if you think I said that wrong, uh, I did a lot of research on how to pronounce the damn thing. Sometimes, some of them said it's like Dullahan, some people say Dullahan. I'm doing my best, because <laughs> there was no one clear answer, so I'm going with Dullahan. And yeah, like, I feel like as we branch out of, like, myths that we're comfortable with or, like, myths from other nations in an effort to be, like, as respectful as pop as possible, we're gonna have some pronunciation issues, but we are trying. We're trying very we're trying hard. trying so hard, y'all. Yeah, because the thing with this one is, like, I know this, this myth very well, but I've always read it. I've never listened mm-hmm. to it. Um, okay, so... Dullahan is an Irish legend um, that is kind of the origin of the Headless Horseman story. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, that's why I know that you knew this <sighs> one. Um, they are usually male, but occasionally female. Um, and are most commonly seen around Samhain and then like the darkest nights of winter is usually when you're going to see them. They ride on a dark black stallion with a mane that flows like black smoke. They wear dark robes that blend into the night and carry a whip made from a human spine. Oh my god. Bro, I want you to know the inclusion that the Dullahan can be a lady only adds to this, but the human... Me, like, hitting my spine in the dead of woods in the dead of winter. Y'all DM me. Y'all DM me. (laughs) Oh my god. The Dullahan's head is missing from atop their neck, but instead is attached to the side of their saddle or held under their arm. Uh, the head is said to be slightly off color and completely smooth, with eyes that rapidly scan the surroundings and can see for miles even in the darkest darks. Uh, the head also supposedly gives off a slight glow, which the Dullahan can hold their head out in front of them to be used like a lantern. Um, some versions of the Dullahan, instead of riding a horse, instead ride in a carriage with candles and various funerary items attached to the side of it that is pulled by six of the aforementioned cool-ass black horses. That's fancy as shit. Yeah, right? And can travel at incredible speeds um, that are so fast, in fact, that the hedges and bushes along the side of the road that they fa- that they ride past can- will be set on fire. Um, when a Dullahan stops riding, it that signifies that that is the location where a mortal will later die. And if they were to call out a specific person's name after, like, 
stopping, like, kind of in front of them and then call out their name, uh, that, that person's soul will immediately be pulled out of their body. So it's, first of all, that's metal as hell. Second of right? all, is it that they're going around, like, searching for victims or just that they happen to be, like, harbingers of death kind of thing? Uh, kind of both. Okay. Um, because they've got the whole, they'll hold their head up above them while they're riding mm-hmm. so that they can really get a big view of the area to kind of, because they can see people ready to be harvested, kind of. Right. So, it's kind of both. Um, okay. The one thing I did see specified is that unlike a banshee, which will kind of specifically warn for certain families, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dullahan's will go for fucking anyone. <laughs> That's honestly like, valid. Yeah. And considerably more useful, like, assuming the Dullahan only goes for, like, hey, this is your time, or, like, you're, like, of deathly pallor kind of thing it's way more useful to have the village guy with a spine be like it's your time specifically not just hey the jones is down the street uh your infant son is in danger or something i don't know yeah um also from what from what i was reading it seems like they can kind of seek out people who are ready to be harvested mm-hmm. but i also got the feeling that like they can also pick and choose if they want to like because if they stop and call out your name that's it you're dying yeah they generally i think go for people who are ready to die mm-hmm. but they can call out to anyone um that makes sense god 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 all right full disclosure I, you're not cheating, but you're totally cheating. But you can't be cheating because you didn't know. But, like, when I was in the third grade, I we, my family went to this, like, haunted maze, haunted house up in, like, upstate New York. And I refused to leave until I personally got a picture with the Headless Horseman because I was so madly in love with the Headless Horseman for most of my formative years of childhood. You want to hear something so funny? When I picked the Dullahan, it was, I doing it, I was like, okay, even though I'd date the fuck out of this thing, I doubt Alyssa would. <laughs> I'm probably giving up on winning the dateability to focus in on would win a fight. And so to hear that actually, <laughs> literally, I am like so <laughs> utterly consumed by memories of like, wow, I, how in love I am with this cryptid slash monster slash myth, that I'm like, what was I doing again? Who am I talking about? It doesn't matter. Hot lady with a horse and a spine. <laughs> or man, if that's your preference. I can go either way. I'm fine. I'm here for both. <laughs> Hot lady with a horse and a spine. You heard it here first, guys. I, I recognize that actually qualifies most equestrians because all people have spines, but that's not what you're trying to say. But you're talking about the spine whip. That's different. Yeah, that is... And I want... Huh. I read, like, a whole bunch of different articles, and that one is specified in, like, all of them. Like, some of them have different details than others, but every single one of them was like, this bitch got a spine for a whip. Oh, my God. I have never been so absolutely madly in love in my entire life. Yeah, yeah I know. Um... So, the Dullahans usually don't like to be stared at as they ride by, and 
If you do so, uh, they will either throw a bucket of blood at you or blind you in one eye. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two very different extremes to not wanting to be looked at. (laughs) Right? Also, I like that it's like, don't look at me, and you don't lose sight in both eyes, just the one. (laughs) They're not gonna blind you entirely, just like, hey, I told you to stop. Do you think it's like a stage, like, the blood comes first, and then if for some reason, no particular reason, you're me and you keep staring anyway because it's the coolest thing you've ever (laughs) seen. They have to blind you. I don't know, maybe. Um, uh, and furthermore, they cannot be stopped. Any locked gate or door will immediately fly open as they approach it, and there is no terrain the Dullahan is incapable of riding across. The only thing that can keep a Dullahan away is pure gold. Even in small amounts, it is said to scare them off. There is one, like, story that I read about some guy that was, like, walking home and he looks up and sees a Dullahan, like, riding towards him. And in a panic, he throws a gold coin out into the road and, like, cowers. And when he looks up, it's just gone. That's wild. Also, of all the things to be afraid of, why gold? Well, I have a theory. Um, It is, the Dullahan is considered to be one of a few different things. It's either a spirit or a fae. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically from the Unseelie? Is it Unseelie Court? I think is what it is. Um, and so the Fae in general usually have an aversion to iron. Right. Um, I wonder if, since it's kind of a bringer of death, it kind of shifts the metal that it can't handle away from iron to gold instead. I mean, if, you know, yeah. it's the best kind of logicking I could make of it, because I know Fae have the whole thing with certain metals. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, it overcame the iron situation because, like, it needed to keep up its metal-as-fuck persona. But, like, what do you do you if, know? like, you're a person who has had, like, dental work and you have a gold tooth? Are you immortal now? I don't think so, because it has to be pure gold. Oh, okay. And, like, the kind that go in your teeth generally aren't right, actually no. pure gold. It's, like, a mixture. This just in, to be immortal, get a pure gold filling or tooth, you're welcome. You gotta get, you gotta get that shit in real gold. Um, so the Dullahan is generally considered to be either a spirit or a fae from the Unseelie Court. Um, but the most widely accepted origin story is that they are the embodiment of the Celtic fertility god, Krom Dub, <gasps> U-B-H, um, who was worshipped by an ancient king, and he would sacrifice humans to this god via decapitation, hence the headless thing. Um, when Christianity came to Ireland, oh, the worship of Krom Dub ended, and so... He was like, hey, fuck you, here I come. <laughs> that, it, uh, literally, there is no point that I'm hearing that makes this myth or monster or whatever we're classifying him as less appealing. Like, fertility god, exactly here for my needs. Uh, <laughs> exists just because fuck Catholicism. It, like, 
continually goes around out of sheer spite. Like, oh, literally, you're going to forget about me? Oh, you're you're not going to sacrifice humans to me once a year? Huh, that's weird. Actually, I'll just come get them myself. It's fine. Don't trouble yourself. And there is no door you can keep me out, bitch. (sighs) Ideal in every sense, honestly. Yeah. I'm such a fan. Um... So, yeah, there's a bunch of different, like, individual stories of it, and, like, people will say this is when you're more likely to see it riding around and whatnot, but those are the kind of the main features of it. Fast as fuck, lights bushes on fire, uh, spine whip, (laughs) spine (laughs) can see in any darkness, um, and by saying anything's name, it kills them instantly. So, you know. <laughs> Covers all your bases. Instant death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is the Dullahan. And that's, now, the reason, full honesty, the reason why I was positive you had heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, because the Headless Horseman. Yeah. I think everyone's pretty familiar with. Also, uh, I don't know if you ever watched this. I didn't, but I remember when people super were. Uh, when Dorarara was super popular, uh-huh. there is a character in that yeah. is a Dullahan. That's what she's based off of. Oh, shit. She yeah. was also fantastic. I was, wow, I have a type, y'all. It's the Headless Horseman. <laughs> the Headless Horseman is my type. Alyssa has a type and it's headless. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. So my, my presentation. Thanks for coming to my dead talk. Wow, ten out of ten, five star review, standing ovation, two thumbs up. Oh man, what was I supposed to be talking about again? I don't know because here's the thing: in the past, we've both kind of been familiar with each other's stories coming into it. This time, Alyssa texted me last night. She was like, "I found my thing. It was on a list of cryptids." This is its name. I'm not telling you anything else. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry, right. I can collect myself. I can okay. I can come down. Okay. Can you? So when I was doing research for Nessie, I was curious about to all the other fake Nessies in the United States. And I came across oh, an uh, American bestiary which more or less has every famous, or the most famous cryptid per state of the U.S. And some of them, Holy admittedly, shit. were kind of strange. Like, there's, I think Connecticut has melon heads, which are just... Oh, I've heard of this. ...regular people with very large heads, which... Yes. I could get into another day, but because that's not why we're here. Um, but the one I found for Pennsylvania, I was so endeared to that I felt obligated to talk about, and... So our cryptid that I brought for today, because it is a cryptid, is called the Squonk. Which, if that name doesn't already... Tell me everything. <laughs> that should just tell you. Okay. So, around the late 19th century is when reports of this creature first started coming in. Um, in Pennsylvania's forests, um specifically um, the lumber woods or that's what they're calling it because it was like the height of the timber industry Um, so like your hemlock forests kind of thing and the earliest known account comes from a book written by William T. Cox um, 
fearsome creatures of the Lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts in 1910. And it was actually uh, later reported in the 1930s. It was the same or similar account um, by Henry Tryon, Fearsome Creatures. Um, And it was more of just him embellishing the same original stories. So there aren't too many accounts of this cryptid which leads to some credibility issues like a lot of people are very suspicious that like William Cox uh, was trying to be like hey uh, you're over harvesting the forests with all of the lumber industry this needs to stop and so like you know it's like oh there was this creature living in the woods we should either protect it and or it's dangerous sorry hold on are you about to tell me about the real-life Lorax? I am about- more- I mean- Because <laughs> it sounds like you're te- some bitch. Turns out Dr. Seuss <laughs> ripped off a Pennsylvanian is what you're telling me. I mean- And that's buck wild. In a sense, yes, but like when you hear about the squonk, when I tell you that the squonk does, the squonk is not speaking for the trees, it's just, I suppose, William Cox, like- no, there is this very rare mythic animal that we should either protect or look out for. And... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it could Fair be enough. a Lorax adjacent. Okay. Love that. So, the squonk is described as having ill-fitting skin. Like, it's got a whole bunch of wrinkles everywhere and, like, oh, kind of... I hate that. Crumble. Yeah, it's not the most... Wait, are we talking, like, pug wrinkly skin? Yes. Or... No, okay. well, like... Somewhere, it's, most illustrations are not consistent, but it's, like, kind of boar-like. Shocker. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of, like, overlapping, like, bloated, wrinkly kind of. Anyway. Um, but it has warts okay. and other blemishes, uh, and it's just described as having that ill-fitting skin. It is, in most accounts, absolutely hideous. Um, but because okay. of this, it's ashamed of its appearance and spends most of its time crying and hiding from sight. Oh no! <laughs> the <God. coughs> It's so <laughs> like the second I heard that this is just a cryptid that is ashamed of itself and just this cries just a aggressively with anxiety. <laughs> it's, I love it so much. I love it so much. The quote-unquote scientific name of the squonk is Lacrimacorpsa dissolvens, which essentially is Latin, literally just the Latin word for tear, body, and dissolve thrown together. It's so good. I want you to know I have definitely heard of this thing. In fact, I'm pretty sure there was a children's book I read when I was little Mm -hmm. about a character that fits this description very well and did, in fact, sit around crying like it's ugly. (laughs) So so what I need you to know is we have both tapped into each other's childhoods with these stories. We're we're coming hard, and we didn't even realize it. Completely unknowingly, we were both like, what's, like, a deep-seated childhood memory that my co-host has? Like, how can we pray emotionally on my co-host? I've got it. God. Okay, tell me everything. Okay. Because I only remember the story of this child from my childhood. So, so. um, in accounts where people have tried to capture the squonk, people have found that they'll, you know, they'll actually be able to catch it and they put it in a bag. 
but when they later inspect it or check on it, it dissolves entirely into a pool of tear and bubbles with corners. So apparently it has, like, ability to just dissolve or, like, disappear uh, into its own tears. Oh my god. Um, so it's either, like, I don't, it, it's not clear, like, for obvious reasons, because there aren't many accounts, uh, if it just manages to change its state, if it gets away that way, if just, it just dissolves entirely to tears because it's so sad that it's been captured. But either way, I feel so bad for it. Honestly, same. Um, some- This poor thing. It's, it's just very sad, and very sad at its appearance, and just wants to be left alone to cry. Um, some accounts- I just, it's it's it, th this was why I had to do it because I just found like a basic description that it cries constantly and I was like in order same and then I was like this will never get recognition otherwise I have to I have to for this poor you gotta you had an obligation to bring this lad and you did I really did so you know what um. Some of your direct quotes from the book itself, um, more or less what I've said is, um, With time it developed webbing between its toes, but only submerged on the left feet. Hence, on entering the water, it could swim only in circles and never got back to shore. Fossil bones dredged from these lakes bottom reveal that thousands have perished of starvation in this manner. Oh my god! It's just like the most upsetting kind of useless cryptid in the world, and I love it so much. Alyssa, you've done something terrible, and what that terrible thing is, is that you've brought a cryptid that is neither dateable nor could win in a fight, but I want it to win the competition anyway. I understand why I'm struggling so hard, because- Oh my god. On every basis, it it's- it's not nice to look at. You probably couldn't take it on a date because it might catch its reflection and cry and then disappear or dissolve. Um, you can only go by moonlight because it doesn't want to see itself and doesn't want to see other people. And arguably, as it's been caught many times been human by humans, has no fighting prowess or capability whatsoever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if it ends up in a pond, it'll swim around in circles till it dies. I love it so much. Holy fuck. <sighs> this poor idiot creature. I'm emotional. Honestly. Um... Other worthy of notes is that hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail, for the animal weeps constantly. Oh my god. When cornered, an escape seemed possible, or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself in tears. So, like, you can find it by just following either the sound of wailing or, like, literal tears. And I think it's worthy of note that, like, sure, we talked about that it can dissolve when captured, but, like, if it's surprised or frightened, like, a leaf comes down in the winter in the forest and it gets spooked, it'll dissolve in tears. Like, I love it so much. I have such a strong feeling of love for this idiot baby dumbass. It's just... It's just... It's too good to pass up. It's just a pig with anxiety, dude. 
that's really all I had on it, uh, because again, there aren't too many accounts of it. It's just really those two books, and it's been used a few times in other media, like, people have thought it was pretty cool, so, like, there are, like, your films, uh, from the 70s, or, like, your occasional song or video games that'll make reference or have it in, in some aspect, uh, but it's just, it's just living its best life to the best of its ability. Oh my god. So, um, before we move into the debate, which, this is gonna it's be- It's gonna be rough. I was gonna say, this is- Because it'll be very easy to decide the winner of both. Yeah. But, like, spiritually, it's gonna be difficult. <laughs> I know. And the worst part is, like- I clearly brought the squonk, so, like, I'm obligated to bring the best, like, argument forward, but I'm so enamored. If you don't go down fighting for this thing, I'm gonna be so upset with you. Genuinely. My tiny dumb brain is so enamored right now. Okay, okay, I can bring it. We can do this. I can fight for the squonk. It's what it deserves. I... Alright, do we we want to start with date ability to, like, warm it up? Uh, yes. Because, um, like, I feel like this is the one I have the better fighting chance with. You have a shot at, yeah. but not a great one. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so here I go. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, Moonlight. Yeah, make your case. Moonlight is very romantic. So, like, if you were going to catch it, you know, you could get a lot of privacy. It doesn't like to be seen by other people. You know, you're in, you're in the dark. Um, it's clearly very in touch emotionally because it spends, okay, just because it spends most of its time crying doesn't mean it never cries. It just, you know, you could, it's like dating a person Uh, with self-esteem issues. Severe, yes? You meant to say just because it spends most of its time crying doesn't mean it always cries. But what you actually said was just because it spends all of its time crying doesn't mean it never cries, (laughs) which is true. Redact previous statement. Yeah, doesn't mean it always (laughs) cries. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very in touch emotionally, apparently. You know, it's just, it's got some self-esteem issues. And listen, you have to be somewhat endeared to this. Like, you can tell me you're not, and I will call you a liar and tell you that you are. You're just not in touch emotionally enough to appreciate it. I am incredibly endeared to this thing. I would go down swinging for it. But endeared in, like... I would like to, like, adopt it and take care of it. Yeah. Not endeared in, like, I want to take this thing on a date. That is fair. And as a monster, we, as a monster myth or cryptid, wanting to adopt it and protect it with your life is not one of the, one of the ideal monster, ideal monster traits that we have laid out for them. Well, maybe we can We have, together, for a long time now, agreed on the two most important factors for a monster. And this one meets neither of them. I mean, if we open up a new standard of dateability, like, if we're looking at it, like, we're let's, like, not be shallow about this. Like, sure, it is described as being more morbid and horrific to look at, but, like, it just needs... Some, some, like, serious TLC, maybe. Like, Alyssa? Yeah? 
First of all, how dare <laughs> you say, let's not be shallow about this, because literally yesterday we were discussing the Minotaur issue, and your argument for why you were siding with the Minotaur was because of your vanity. In a group chat with other people, you sat there and said, sure, this thing is inferior to its competitor in every way, but I'm a vain bitch, so I'm still voting for it. And now you have the gall to sit here in front of me and in front of our listeners and say, but if we were to just look past our vanity, I think we would agree that this one's better. Listen, you asked me to fight for the squonk. I'm fighting for the squonk. What do you want me to say? That I'm madly in love with the Dullahan and all thoughts of anything else have escaped my empty, vapid brain because I'm in love with a headless creature with a spine for a whip that it would set but nearby bushes on fire that it could burst doors open like some kind of torrid romance. What do you want me to say? I'm just very endeared by this tiny maybe hog creature, and I'm trying to put forth 110%, but my useless brain is in love, and there's only so much I have to present. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for making my case for me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> um, so, here's the thing. I think that I've won... Both, yes. <laughs> but I do think it is only right that I still make my own case. By all means. And not just make fun of you for your bad uh, choice. Yeah. Is no, that's fine. In life. Um, <laughs> I deserve to be so, shamed for them. There, there are a few things that I do think the Dillahan actually has working against it for dateability purposes. Okay. And I am going to bring them up. I still think they win just on the fact of... You can't build a healthy relationship with something that wants to spend all of its time crying over its low self-esteem. Yeah. And I mean literally all of its time. This isn't a person with anxiety that you can help get better. This is something whose self-image is so bad that if you catch it, it'll melt into a pool of low self-esteem, literally. Also, also, if you have to go out and catch it in a bag, that's not a healthy relationship. No. You can't build a good relationship off of that. Where's the consent? There is none. Moving on. Because the Dullahan does have some issues of its own. For example, pet names would have to be very, very necessary. Because if it says your real name, you will die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I can't, I didn't even think of any of these counter-arguments. Because I was like, no, it's fine. We can make it work yourself. Well, you can work around it. Pet names are a perfectly viable thing. Okay, you also can't um, look at it. You can... Okay. I think that is the result of they don't usually like being stared at, and so they can do these things if you do. I think if you were to be able to build a relationship with this thing, it would probably be okay with it. That's entirely fair. Um, also, uh, an important note, and also, like, the name thing, you shouldn't give it your name anyway, because no matter how you look at it, it is a fae. Mm-hmm. And those things will fuck you up if they've got your name. So really, a nickname, a pet name would really be important regardless, you know? Um, you gotta rein in your horniness and keep your expectations realistic in a rela- in a relationship. Who are you talking um, to? Who are you I even know. talking to right now? I know. I'm trying so hard, dude. 
regardless. <laughs> um, another issue is some myths actually say that the Dullahans can cannot speak much. Like, their actual ability to say words is pretty minimal. But I think that's fine, because they got sign language. Yeah, I was going to say, there's so many avenues around that. That's a non-issue entirely. There's so many avenues around that. Just because they're mute doesn't mean they're issues. Also, if you're using sign language, that kind of gets rid of the name issue. Yeah. I mean, well, you you could totally still say your name in sign language. So, like, it's just a matter of not spelling out your name. Yeah, exactly. So, there's that. As far as the, they spend all their time riding around the country at insanely fast speeds and killing people, um, I would argue this is kind of, well, not quite the inverse of the echidna issue, but kind of. Your argument against my last girl was that, you know, she never leaves her cave. This one, you can't get it to spend any time in one place ever. Yeah. She don't stop. But... There are versions that ride around in a carriage, and you know what? Maybe you can just ride around with her. Exactly! It's like the world's longest road trip. Honestly! And is there anything more romantic, really? No. You got six horses, you got a whole- it's decorated, granted with funerary stuff, but it's still decorated. Definitely protected from prying eyes, because if anyone looks at you guys, they will be blinded and covered in blood. Exactly. What an incredibly dateable monster. (laughs) Honestly, I... I, Not just because my head is empty with no other thoughts, but I I cannot see any downsides that cannot be overcome here. Mm -hmm. So, Dullahan dateability hands down. I would legitimately would have been mad even if I had brought any other cryptid, like, it. even if I had brought one that I considered dateability, I would have been furious if Zalahan did not win for dateability. Thank you for coming right. to my TED Talk. Um, so now we come into the next stage. Who would win in a fight? Oh boy. Um, um I will make And I will say, <laughs> this feels a lot like when, like, you're watching a Pokemon battle, yeah. and one person sends out, like, like, a legendary Pokemon, and then you look over on the other side, and they have a level two Weedle. Yeah. It feels a little bit like that. <laughs> in just this case, the Weedle is a Sobble because of the crying. Yeah, Alright, exactly. so, I have some minimal arguments, but hear me out. Please tell me them. So, uh, if it, we... Go under the assumption, because we don't know what happens when it dissolves into tears, just that it does. Um, We can imply that maybe it's impervious, maybe it's escaped. We don't know what happens when it changes shape, just that it does. Uh, So it's entirely possible that it could just dissolve and free itself and either form back later or, like, go somewhere else. Um, Psychology is also a huge aspect of any kind of battle. And tell me you're going to feel good about wailing on something that's sobbing hysterically to the point of it's literally dissolving. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could beat the shit out of something that was crying to the point of literally cellular destruction in front of me. I absolutely could not, which is why it's a good thing we're not talking about if I could beat Fuck. this thing in a fight. <laughs> Fuck. We are talking about a harbinger of death. I tried. We are talking about a creature that roams. I want you to know, because I didn't know any of anything about this thing, I was like, alright, there is not much of a self-defense you can have against 
my Dulahan, but I was so afraid it was gonna you were gonna bring something that did something with gold. Because <laughs> that is the only thing that can stop it. Leprechauns. It's totally possible, especially when I heard it is Pennsylvania. I was like, yeah, it's possible. There's probably some mining somewhere in Pennsylvania. We could have some gold situation. No. No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. And unfortunately, this thing can travel across any terrain. It nothing can keep it out. And frankly, like, I don't know if these things have a name that can be called out, but it's capable of instant permadeath. And I, I'm sorry, that's hard to beat in a fight. Never mind the fact that really all it has to do is wait for it to end up dying on its own. Frankly. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally just consider that like, okay, well, it wouldn't have a reason to fight. So like. It's not described as having that kind of temperament, so, like, maybe it's just, no, it would just wait till it has to die anyway. It would eventually just die all by itself. Shit. I'm sorry, but the Dullahan wins both. Uh, yeah, no. This is the reason the squonks cry, is because I tried and I even, I couldn't get it to in a single category. The squonks... I lost tried. completely, even though both people wanted it to win. Yeah. But it just couldn't happen. I wanted it to win something. I'm sorry, but there have to be some limits. Yeah. And and these are it. These are the limits. The, the, I think the sadder part is I really, like, as I was using the squonk, I, I did consider all of this. And I was like, you know, feasibly, I can't think of any cryptid that would lose in either category against the squonk. <laughs> and this is why it cries at night. Yeah, you have... I went completely overboard on mine, and you went totally underboard <laughs> on yours. I was just so endeared, like... It, on a, it, no, but that's <laughs> so fair, and I'm so happy you brought this thing. So, um, generally, this is the part where we would tell you guys, alright, it's a tie, Go on the poll and tell us which one you think would win ultimately. <laughs> uh, this isn't a tie, but it kind of is in our hearts, you know? Yeah, conflicting. So what I, instead of, instead of who do you think would win overall, we know who would win overall, but who do you care about more is what we want to know this week. I will set up the poll. You guys can go on in and vote. Um, but while we're talking about the polls... Alyssa, could you hop on Twitter and give me the final read for I'm our... fairly expecting this to be a I majority landslide, but I will um, happily verify them for you at this time. Yeah, give me give me a looky up on this one. All right, as of the time we are recording this with the poll's over. Oh my the god! Poll died about okay. twenty minutes ago, maybe. So I this wasn't expecting this, uh, but with seven votes, Echidna wins eighty-five point seven percent to the Minotaur's fourteen point three percent. How many people voted for the Minotaur? Apparently, I think maybe one person voted for the Minotaur. I yeah, want to be explicitly clear: it was not me. Oh, thank, thank you to your husband. Thank Eddie God voted for the Minotaur. Oh, Eddie, solidarity. Thank you. Uh, but yes, uh, I'm honestly just happy that the Minotaur got a single vote, so uh, yeah, but Echidna was a landslide victory, so. Echidna won by a landslide, and honestly, this is what I expected. It's what she deserves. Yeah. Um, so, I think that about wraps things up for us. 
Um, please, 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 please hop on Twitter, vote in the poll, and if you guys have an argument as to why we are wrong and why you, like, if you have an, a, an argument for Squonk, please tell us. We need it. We we want it so much. We just want this poor, idiot, useless, dumbass I to, to have, have someone something. really in its corner. Something. And we love it so much. Give us an argument for why it could we why it could win against the um fuck the Dillahan Dillahan yeah incredible I was so caught up in loving the squonk that I forgot the Dillahan's name I feel like we uh, both did a really good job here and that you presented yours and all thoughts of everything flew out of my head and I presented the squonk and you have never so badly needed to adopt a cryptid in your entire life. So, like, we succeeded in some sense here today. We both won each other over. (laughs) Uh, Alright, guys. So that is all we have for you guys. Sources. Like I said. Bro, sources. um, If you... What? Sources. Oh, sources. Fuck. Alyssa just like, dumbass. Hey, (laughs) hey, 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 Brooke. 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 Um, So, my sources, as always, I'm a big fan of Wikipedia. Uh, any of you, if you can donate to that shit, please do. They are such a wonderful website that they give us so much information for free, and it's wonderful. Um, but some other uh, some other places I used. Let me just hold up because I'm very dumb. So um, I also went to IrishCultureAndCustoms.com. I what are some of the other ones? Up. There were a lot that I used, so I just gotta find them all, I guess. Uh, I used Dullahan.com, which exists and is just a single page with information about the Dullahans. <laughs> so that was handy. There's a lot of Irish websites dedicated to this thing. Uh, and I kind of just perused through a lot of them. Alyssa, where did you get your info? So I went, most of my info was pulled from penlive.com, which is a sort of, uh, looks like news site, but they just, you know, had like this fun little news story about the squonk. Um, the direct text sources were taken um, from William Cox's book, uh, Fearsome Creatures of Lumberwoods with Few Desert Monsters and Mountain Beasts. Um, some additionals were taken um, from Henry Tryon's book, and that was pretty much the end of my sources, because as I stated earlier, there was not a lot of information, so it was more or less an article that collected uh, the readings and excerpts from the books themselves. Okay. Awesome. Um, so if you guys want to do more reading on either of them, you know where to go, although honestly just a Google search will get you there generally. Mm. Um, please go follow us over on Twitter, at Mythids1. That's where our polls are. That's where you can make your desperate pleas for the squonk's sake. Or, I guess if you're if you're Team Dullahan, you know, let us know your thoughts on that too. Um, if you guys could give a rate and review situation over on iTunes or wherever you listen. I know on Podbean you can leave comments. I have no fucking idea what Spotify has going on, but, you know, if you listen on there, I'm sure you do. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all we've got for you this week. Um, as always, the fantastic music was 
made by my beautiful husband, Eddie. And we will see you guys next week. Bye! Bye.